Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Welcome to Range of Strength Podcast. I'm Lucas Aaron. And with me today, I have a special guest, Nix Wilson. Nix, how are you? Hi, Lucas. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to uh, have you on uh, today's episode and talk a little bit more around the range resolution and what that is and entails. Um, Thank you. It's so good to be here. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, We're on episode 35 now. And uh, before we get into it, uh, I would like to recognize our listeners and thank them for the year that has been. Um, We recently had a lot of tags on social media with regards to like uh, followers top five podcasts or something like that was going around and we had a few uh listeners tag the range of strength podcast so that was great um we really appreciate your support and uh look forward to delivering another year of hopefully more discussion around flexibility and strength and um those kind of things so today's topic what's your range resolution so this is a cool one because it's that time of year, right? Like everyone's coming up with their resolution and, you know, reflecting on the year that's been, what didn't I do that I wanted to do? And I want to take better care of myself or get healthier. I want to get leaner, those kind of things. And, um, a range resolution isn't very common, right? Like most of the time, no, people, you never hear, you never hear that. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not like, Oh, I want, I want to get more flexible this year. I want to touch my toes or I want to it's usually like, I need to lose a bunch of weight and I need like uh, to do all these things. <laughs> Always. And, um, we had brought that up on the platform was, you know, like what's your range resolution. We're actually in this, this, uh, I don't know. It's a different environment where we're focused on, you know, improving our flexibility as opposed to some of these other, uh, components that sometimes create more stressors than not. And it's nice to be able to think through that lens as well, too, is like, well, what kind of resolution are you going to have towards your flexibility or your movement capacities? So that's what we're getting into today. And, um, before we do talk around a little bit about that, I just wanted to share um, some of the range resolutions that were posted on the platform, because we posed that question to members and said, you know, what's your range resolution? And there was quite a few that came through that I just wanted to share to our listeners so they could hear, uh, some of them. So without further ado, so one of them here says a vertical shoulder stack in a bridge and full knee bend post-surgery. So this member has recently mm-hmm. had surgery on their knee, but they have, they're in a really great place because they have that background in flexibility training. So, you know, knowing that this surgery was coming up, um, they're able to take on a lot of the post-operation um, rehabilitation with a really strong mindset. 
and actually setting some goals around that saying, you know, obtaining a full squat depth and a full Seiza pose. So that's like kneeling down on your heels, um, as a goal for their range resolution. So that's pretty cool. And a vertical shoulder stack and a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, uh, and you know, our listeners, maybe that don't know about the back bridge, it's the back bridge itself is as much as it is about getting into a bridge. Um, you know, when our students reflect on something specific, like vertical shoulder, uh, stacked in a bridge, it's knowing that what those, um, prerequisites are or certain outcomes that we want once we start getting into a bridge, it's like, well, I want my bridge to, um, get into a shape where it's actually expressing a certain type of range in my shoulders and freedom through my spine. So, um, that's a nice one. I want to nail my side split tilt and standing front. It is. <laughs> <laughs> you can see I'm after this, the, the strength components of my range this year. <laughs> yeah. So you've, um, yeah, set these targets towards like expressing your splits in a more active position. Um, yeah. how has the splits journey been? It's been amazing. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it, it's been both eye-opening and amazing, especially the the side split. You know, the the position of the pelvis and the strength attributes that are required. It's just been so such an interesting journey. And um, for anyone who's seen me on Instagram, knows that I just love them. <laughs> yeah. So Nick's yeah, Nick's tag on Instagram is at flexibility pixie and. Um, if you're following the range of strength page, you'll see her stuff being shared out quite a bit. And we also have the community page now, the range of strength network. So and you'll see a lot of these, um, things being posted there through Nix's account, as well as some of the members that are sharing some of their, uh, resolutions as well. Another one here, um, front splits for both legs. <laughs> so yeah, that's, you know, it's getting front splits to showcase balance on both sides is quite a feat, right? Like not just, you know, front splits with one side, like at least this person seeing, you know, ensuring that the value is there with that, uh, full side splits and pancake chin chest on floor. And that's the trifecta, isn't it? Like the splits, right? When we say we're training yeah. splits, it's front side pancake. Usually those are the three that, um, like once you get into it, you realize it's like, oh, it's, it's these three big positions of uh, splits that you're really looking for. Most people think it's just like the Van Dam split between the chairs. Yeah. Improve my bridge to drop back and walk over. Um, that pancake, maybe with some toppings, but plain will do. <laughs> and front, front split on both sides. Um, we have another one here, side split, swim through. So a side split swim through is from a side split position. You kind of go, you're in a really wide straddle. You go downward into like a pancake and the legs rotate around. So that can be done hands-free can be done. You do swim throughs, don't you, Nix? I do. I do. They also another movement that's 
very um, challenging and humbling if you have your side splits because you'll look at the movements and think it's quite easy to do uh, if you have your side split. But there, again, are so many different things that pieces, you know, like we talk about the layers that, that need to come together to be able to do it. So that's a great target as well. Yeah, really showcases that full rotation capacity in your split and with your legs. Yeah. Um, flat back, full pancake, belly button to floor. That's a really good point there is chest to floor is, you know, I think one of the milestones a lot of individuals talk about, but getting that belly button to floor abs to floor is really kind of, you know, we talk about like the abdomen, abdomen coming down the chest and the chin. It's kind of like a really good way to think about how the torso segments itself down towards the floor on your pancake shape. And a standing 180 leg extension. So another standing split, a tilt position. It's a goal here. Uh, I like this one. So this is full pancake, flat back, uh, an improved back bend to level three. So we have certain levels on the platform. So when uh, members come in and they look at like what those targets are, there's, you know, when you look at your back bridge, there could be a level one, two, or three, certain um, expressions within that comfortable palms the floor pike double leg and single leg so that's a nice one and i like this one it says uh, i'll add one more uh, practicing juggling every day <laughs> that's a good one ah that is a good one <laughs> a standing head to floor pancake elevated uh, 45 degree pancake a level one front split so those are some nice targets as well so it kind of I love the specifics in the in the, in the <laughs> pancake. You know, everyone I, I love the fact that everyone's saying, you know, head to floor, chest to floor because, you know, just simply going straight all out for the, you know, belly to floor if you're right at the beginning, it can be quite a, a tough target to be looking at, you know. So I, I love the fact that they're working with very specific targets here. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, anyone listening and they they hear these specifics, it's when, when you think about like a range resolution or a milestone, like I don't think people see those certain specifics, like um, the front split here, he says like 140 degrees is actually what this person says. It's like very specific. So they actually have really um, targeted goals that, and that's where those measurable outcomes become more uh, attainable. It's like, you're not just waiting until you hit a front split. We're actually going to a front split to a certain degree, um, to a certain shape and an expression of the, the body's positioning. And I think that's when, I think when our students at least see those things, it's like they start to see the bigger picture. It's like, Oh, this is something I can actually reach. A lot of these Absolutely. are, a lot of these are bigger ones too. So it'll be nice to actually chat about maybe some of the in-between things and, um, so people can get some perspective from that too. But this one's a good one. Maybe we'll just, there's quite a few of them here, but we'll finish with this one. Um, side split balls to floor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a pancake with flat back abs to floor. A pike with chest abs to thigh and both legs in the front split. So those, those are, yeah, those are some good ones. The balls to floor is always, always the big one. <laughs> always. <laughs> so yeah those, like those are some range resolutions set by some of our members on the range of strength platform um 
And these are kind of like a lot of the big ones, right? Like the sexy stuff, like splits. <laughs> and maybe if you're a listener and you, you know, you're thinking like, I'm just starting in my flexibility journey. And you're thinking like, those are some really big targets. You could reach high if you're setting a target for 2022 and say like, I'm going to start training to get a split, right? There's certain directions you probably should take in doing that. Like switching on a YouTube video that says like, here's how you do splits and it's 10 minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't necessarily recommend that, but they're useful videos. Like you can watch them, you can gain some insight, but, um, it's going to be a little bit of a different journey in terms of like where you're currently starting and what things that you should focus on. So some of the checkpoints that may be in between or like some of the things that someone should be thinking about. Um, this is, I think it's important to reflect on like our own journeys because like for me, I can even just think about when I started and I can remember the couch stretch being like a huge thing. Yeah. That was for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was training couch stretch and knowing that the expression of the couch stretch, like to fully own it was, you know, back to the wall, um, finding full. That degree. seemed like miles away. <laughs> yeah, I didn't full, think I'd full, ever get it. <laughs> full degree knee flexion. Um, like that was, I, at that time I had no intention of even going splits. It was like, I just want to nail this couch stretch. Cause this seems impossible. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a big one. And, and anyone that's listening and doesn't know what the couch stretch is, it's like your standard, um, kneeling position, uh, with your shin up against the wall and you're basically reclining up to the, towards. Um, yeah. I found, um, actually also along with couch stretch, the, the performance work I had to I had to spend a lot of time doing various uh, <laughs> variations of the performance stretch to to get somewhere there in my hips. They were so locked up. <laughs> yeah, and those those are two of the big ones I think when um, individuals start their flexibility journey is the performance. Also, it's known as the pigeon stretch. Um, so you think about being in that um, kind of like lunged out position on the ground. And your front leg is bent at that 90 degree angle. We're trying to stretch our glutes. Uh, that feels impossible when you start. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> and getting that 90 degree angle, of, again, another one, I was like, I think I'm, I'm just made differently. I'm built differently. I'll never do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's all these different approaches to it. Um, one of the ones that worked really well for me with the pigeon, which I've presented a few times on the platform was like the ascending descending approach where I basically took the regressions or lighter stretches for piriformis and kind of like built myself up to pigeon position. Like I really wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing too. Is like, <laughs> how is this possible? Like I got to figure out a way to do it. And that was one of the approaches I took was using the regress piriformis stretches almost as a way of, um, like if I was warming up on a barbell, putting like more weight on the bar as we go set to set. So I still do that sometimes just to like get into the position more comfortably, but that was really what worked for me. It was like, I'm going to use this regress piriformis stretch and then I'm going to go to the next position. I'm going to go elevated and then work my way kind of to the harder stretch position. 
Yeah, that's a great method. I think, you know, it's also one of those that the regress to progress sort of concept comes in as well, you know, where you you just go into the sort of what's seen as the easy version, even if you are more advanced, you know, it's just a, such a nice way to get into a position, I find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, couch stretch was um, a good one too. And it is one of those ones that a lot of students do go for and you'll get those messages. Like I got my couch stretch, but it feels terrible (laughs) (laughs) and I'm just feeling it in my low back. And it's like, okay, well, can you, can you send me a clip? And it's like, it's nice to have those targets, but understanding, you know, how we should be like, what technical points we want to be considering when we hit these targets. So like one of the common ones with the couch stretch is like, you know, overarching your back to like get your back to touch the wall. And it's like, yeah, oh, my I, that, was, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did it. I touched the wall, but I don't feel exactly. anything in my quad. So yeah, it's like one of those things where you then got to kind of pull back and understand like, okay, well your pelvis needs to be oriented posteriorly. Your ribs need to be pulled down to get an effective stretch in the quads and hips. And then ownership is in being able to express that in its full uh, flexion against the wall. So that pelvis position, like regress to progress again, to better understand. Um, and that happens a lot. I think with the pigeon stretch too, as people force it to that yep. point where, you know, it's fle- the flexibility journey is like any other, where like, if you do force these things, you you know, you're not going to have as good of a time and there's potential that you could overtrain yourself uh, and have a bit of a reverse effect there. So it is important to understand those layers and those steps prior to, um, but yeah, that's couch stretch, pigeon stretch. Um, some other big ones when you're new to the game, like the, the probably the, one of the bigger ones that like, the whole world is like blown away is like touching your toes. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if you're set, setting a range resolution and you, you haven't maybe been in the game before and really trained for it, that's probably one of the big ones. Like, touching your toes and owning that. Yeah, it's it's definitely one that comes up often. I mean, you know, if you think about asking anyone about their flexibility, the first thing they will say is, I can't touch my toes. You know, like, yeah. it, it is just one of those that comes up so often. Yeah, and we usually get a lot of wins right away with that. Like, I think we had one today on the platform. I'm just taking a look here. Like, one of the members had shared, gone from barely... I think being- Andrew- Andrew had a win with his, um, with his pike stretch this morning, if I remember correctly. I've gone from barely being able to touch my shins to fingers fully on the floor. So he's getting really close. Um, and that was nine weeks. So that's pretty like toe touching is one of those ones where, yeah, within, I think three months you can, and it's not like about uh, a magic trick toe touch, right? Like where that's kind of presented in a lot of scenarios sometimes is like, you don't need yeah. to stretch to touch your toes. You just need to do this quick magic trick. You can do this and that. And it's like, no, when we say touching your toes, it's like you, you own it. You go down there, you can hold it. You can breathe, you can understand. And you can, we usually put that at least 30 second mark as like, you can be down here for 30 seconds at least. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a, a major one, the toe touch, um, elevated back bridge. I thought of, 
that's a big one. Yeah, that that is a big one, especially when you're adding the time frames to it as well. That 30 seconds, like that's the longest 30 seconds. <laughs> well, getting into the elevated back bridge, I find is like, you know, if you haven't um, been exposed to a lot of back bridge training, and that was it for me too. Like I couldn't get into an elevated back bridge at all. It was impossible. Part of that has to do with like the fact that as your legs go up, it's harder to press up from the floor. So you have to make that realization that the demands of strength in the shoulders and upper back is quite more, quite a bit more extensive when you're elevating the feet. So as your feet kind of go a bit higher, that getting into position becomes a lot harder. It's almost like a pull up, like you're in a dead hang. It's like once you get there, it kind of feels easier. Like when you're at the top, right? Um, yeah, that's always what we tell, you know, our members, once you're up there, it's pretty good and it's fine, but just getting up there is the toughest part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that's probably if, if you were to set a upper body range milestone for this year, an elevated back bridge would be a huge one because not only is it like the strength requirements to getting into that elevated bridge, but, uh, all those prerequisite steps, like understanding, your trunk and how it extends understanding how the hips work along in unison with that working on your thoracic opening. Um, so it's like a nice journey where you actually, again, break down those layers, understand how they come together to express this one position where you start to actually bring everything together and you kind of have that sense of reward. Like, Oh, I got into an elevated bridge and I can actually be here and understand what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. I think the sense of achievement of getting that one is 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 quite a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that I think about is the butterfly stretch or the the Taylor's pose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. And more groin specific. So thinking about unlocking the adductors and doing so in a way that's measurable. Like the big one there is like, can you get your knees to come to the floor, basically? A lot of that um, approach is within teaching students what's happening on the shortening side of that position. Like, how do you actually uh, do strength on this side of the joint? Like, what's happening in this position? Uh, Loading the stretch. Being comfortable actually stretching your groin in general. Um, So I think those are, like, probably some basic ones that you can think about if you're new to the game. Like what kind of range resolution would you set that is realistic at least to say like at the start, like you can start training for splits for sure. Like you can set that target. Like I'm going to start training for splits, front split, side split, um, whatever other kind of part that comes along with that. But knowing within that there's these different, shorter milestones that you may be working towards or these prerequisite targets. And that kind of, when you start thinking uh, within it that way, you can start making connections along the way. And you can say like, okay, well, I'll get my palms to floor or my toe touch milestone down. I'll get my elevated bridge position um, to a certain degree. I'll be working on that couch stretch without bending the crap out of my back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, learning how to actually opening up the groin, setting certain measurable targets and something like a butterfly stretch. Like when you reflect on, I guess, some of the things that you're seeing, like, would there be like anything that you would offer value to someone like that's in that 
starting phase of their journey or thinking about, you know, how do you actually begin and where do you kind of start? Um, you know, I, I think that consistency is something that comes up for me all the time because, you know, some of these things take a little while. And so in terms of starting, you know, it's just looking at these basic positions and, and, and working through the layers and, and making sure you understand, like you mentioned, you know, getting into the position with the right attributes. Um, but being consistent, you know, so many people start off with this big bang, but then they don't stay consistent. Yeah. Whereas we've seen time and time again, if you can, if you can get yourself to trust the process and be consistent, you yeah. will get the results. That is, that is for me, just the the most important thing. I always say, if you if you listen to anything that I say, the biggest piece of advice I can give is to stay consistent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and that's probably where most of us get lost in setting those resolutions at the start is like, you know, I'm going to train for splits. And it's like, yeah. that's, such a, that's such a big goal. Like <laughs> you can't put like a short timeline on that. Like if you're going to say something like I'm going to train for splits, you, you're kind of putting maybe a two year th- kind of marker on this. Like it's going to take a couple of years probably. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And as soon as people hear that, then they sort of give up before they start. You know, that's why, like you said, these um, seemingly smaller targets are, are so great for motivation. They keep you going and ultimately you can get to the splits and what have you. But um, it's just nice to, it's nice to celebrate the wins. You know, that's what I've also learned a lot about in the past few, two years working with you, Lucas, is, you know, almost every session presents itself with a win of some sort. It's just a case of being able to see it, you know, and, and to celebrate those small things and have these slightly smaller targets, look at your programming and think, okay, you know, in the beginning, this was tough. I'm going to hit that by the end of my 12 weeks or whatever, you know? Um, And it it really keeps you going and keeps you motivated and keeps you consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the big one. Well, one of the other things we've done on the platform is we've rewarded students who complete a hundred workouts because you come in and you have big targets and you're like, I'm going to do this or that. And I want to, it's like, well, a hundred workouts at least is like a good starting point. Yeah. You know, uh, you'll make progress within that. And we've laid that out for you, but again, consistency is more important at the start. And if you can complete this many workouts and you can actually kind of earn yourself your own reward in just being consistent, and then, you know, what comes from that kind of releasing the stress that you can put on yourself to make all this progress. It's like, just do the work, just do the work, yeah. and, you know, have someone who's able to like point you in the direction to say like, you know, this is good. Maybe just like improve here or, you know, make those moves that way. But yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head there with consistency because I mean, regardless, I think if anything this year, you should have one range resolution within whatever other resolutions you have, because <laughs> it's probably the one that's not there. Like, you know, it's good to be strong. Like you want to put muscle on and these are great things and you want to lose weight or improve your cardio, or maybe you want to improve your financial situation, whatever it is. I think having a, resolution that's specific to improving your flexibility is just kind of one of those pieces that I think can help with all of those things. It's like, 
improving your quality of life, improving your ability to move better. Um, and yeah, it's, it kind of takes away from, I guess, I think it takes away the, like some of the pressure from all those other things that sometimes builds up with like, you know, always trying to get a result. It's like all about results, results, results. And that is a key mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It is a key thing to like have those targets that you want to hit, but yeah, consistency working towards improving your movement capacities or your flexibility. It's so important. So uh, if you're listening um, to some of these finer details that we presented here, like some of our members, some of their range resolutions, think about what kind of range resolution you would set for yourself. Uh, Ensure that you're thinking about setting a goal that is obtainable, at least within the, you know, the timeframe of 2022 and seek guidance for those that can help mentor you along the way and bring you to the capacity or end result that you're really looking for. Thanks for uh, having a chat with me next. Thank you for having me on Lucas. All right. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.